going on, everybody? What is happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. It's been a couple of days since we talked some Philly sports. And, of course, uh, I was on a little bit of a hiatus, which we'll get to in just a bit. But I figured what better way right now than to talk about what's been going on. We'll catch up with everything that's been going on in Philly sports. Obviously, I know a lot of people want to talk about the Phillies. I know a lot of people... Um, have their thoughts on what's been going on with the NBA. Obviously, we got the finals now. Congratulations to the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors uh, on advancing to the to the NBA finals. And of course, the NHL playoffs. Uh, we got we got New York uh, going up against. Uh, why am I blanking here? Uh, obviously, we know we have Edmonton on the other side as well, um, with, facing off against Colorado. And on the East, we got the New York Rangers going up against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, so it's we got some good matchups, and of course, uh, with the MLS as well, with the Philadelphia Union, with a draw as we head into international break. So that's now we are at that time period here. Of course, we have a lot to get to, and of course, I want to get to your guys' thoughts. So if you guys have any thoughts, questions, concerns of what's going on with sports, we're talking sports in general, ladies and gentlemen. So if you guys have any NHL, NFL, NBA, MLB, whatever it may be, throw it in the comment section. And we will definitely talk about it because it's only Philly sports. And that means it is time for us to hang out, guys. All right. So, um, of course, I was. Well, I will throw in in the action. Yes. And come on in the show. Uh, throw the link to come on in, guys. It's been a couple of days. So let's hang out together. So if you want to be a part of the show, you're more than welcome to. We'll always throw that bad boy in there as well. What's up, TikTok? What's up, YouTube? What is happening, guys? Keep doing uh, we'll be back at it again tonight as well for Phillies game recap. Uh, we'll be we'll break down game two uh, of this series here against for the Phillies. And man, oh man, what a series it has been for the Philadelphia Phillies. That's to say the least. Um, what a Memorial Day weekend. I hope everyone enjoyed the Memorial Day weekend as well. W- wanted to hear from you guys. What is your favorite? What is your short town of choice? Uh, I was in Brigantine for two days. Uh, this past weekend and I, you guys know me and of course we saw we saw some we saw some tiktokers out there what's happening guys it's definitely cool guys if you ever see me in person just come up and say hello i'm definitely one of the more um laid back type of dudes i love meeting people i'm more of a people person more of an in-person personal person if that makes sense um so definitely come don't ever hesitate come up and say hello for sure but um so i want to start off with oil philly sports today um, kind of talking about the hiatus that I took for the past two, three days. Um, so I went through a mental breakdown um, on Saturday morning or Saturday night. And um, just a lot of things. There's a lot of new things that are going on in my life. Got a new job. Um, looking with my girlfriend buy our first home together. We've been renting for the past three years. So we're looking to finally buy. Um, just, you know, personal um pressures that we have every day with be family or work related you know starting a job that's obviously stressful as well as you got to get to acclimate yourself and learn a bunch of new things and so obviously with keeping up with content as well you know i i really enjoy talking philly sports and i really missed it i had that itch uh as i wasn't talking sports but um it got to me it all got to me at once and i broke down and depression and anxiety definitely got the best of me and um, we voice it out on TikTok and Twitter, but I really want to bring these up because I know I'm not the only person. I'm not the first. I'm definitely not going to be the last. And it's not fun. And I'm blessed to have a great support system around me and um, just being having the tools around me and just realizing, taking a second, it's just like, I need a break. I need to release. I need to cleanse myself. I need to clear my mind and put the phone down, put social media away for two days. And that was really beneficial for me. And 
just being able to do things that just take me away and just don't get me into that place. And so it's an everyday battle. And just for everyone that's going out there, it's an everyday battle. You just got to fight through it. It's just like anything else in life. Um, don't You can't let it win. And you're not alone. And that's the most important part about it as well. So if anyone is ever feeling that way, please definitely don't hesitate. Um, obviously, we have the link here right now. If you guys want to come on in and talk about it, that's you're more than if you feel comfortable doing that as well. I'm not forcing anyone to do that, but definitely, you know, someone out there is looking for hope. And so being able to be some sort of hope for somebody, you you never know how much that really can help help that person. So definitely let us know your stories as well. We're an open family here. We're an open community. And so I wanted to put that out there. But mental health is a real thing, guys. And I'm here for you guys. And I want us to be an open community. And I really appreciate everyone that has shown love to me What's in, in, any, in any which way, in any which way. So definitely need to start off with that, guys, because I'm back. and I'm feeling much better. And I'm ready to talk some sports with you guys as I stay hydrated. We finally got summer weather, guys. It's been hot, ladies and gentlemen. It's been hot. So make sure you guys are staying hydrated. Make sure you guys are staying cool out there. I'm sure a lot of kids are out of school now as well as we're getting to summer break. Um, I don't know how it works anymore. So once Moral Day, school's over. Is that correct? So let me know because so, <laughs> I like to know as well. Um, but yeah, so let's get straight to it, guys. So, you know, obviously Memorial Day, we're all hanging out. We're all chilling on some sort of beach pool, barbecue, you name it. And we're all looking forward to the Philadelphia Phillies and Phillies baseball and hoping that um, they can kind of find a way to turn it around. And one thing that we have discussed over these couple last couple weeks leading up to this is that Memorial Day is always an important day in baseball. It's really the time where you can start judging these teams. Um, these records have more weight on them. And you got to start getting it together because you had now April, you had May, two straight months excuse me, of getting into the rhythm, finding out what your team is, and you're closer to the trade deadline, which is obviously important. Obviously, also getting closer to the MLB All-Star break as well, which is also very important uh, and indicative date as well in the baseball calendar. And so right now, with our Philadelphia, uh, these boys are definitely, definitely not in a great place. Uh, we we got a lot of, a lot of things open right now, guys. Um, so right now we're the Philadelphia Phillies in the, we're going to look at them in the NL East table. Was this soccer? And that's not the, uh, shout out to J.A. Happ. J.A. Happ retiring, um, the last of the, the 2008 World Series team players. He was the last of it. And he tangs it up after what, 18 seasons. So kudos to J.A. Happ. But the Phillies right now are 21 to 28. They are currently sitting in third place of the NL East, 11 and a half back of first as a New York Mets. We definitely did them a favor this past weekend, but they are soaring in first place. And the Atlanta Braves are nine and a half back. So we're two backs of two back of Atlanta after we split the series against those guys this uh, this past week in, down in Atlanta. And Atlanta just got done a series with uh, with the Miami Marlins in which it looks like they won two to one. So Atlanta's definitely doing themselves some favors, but the Philadelphia Phillies are 21 and 28 uh, after Memorial Day yesterday after their loss. Their uh, what's it now? Their fifth straight loss <laughs> the week. No, I'm sorry, that was their fourth straight loss because they got swept. They beat the Braves in the last game, got swept by the Mets, and then of course on Memorial Day they lose the San Francisco Giants to start off. Um, and this Giants series is very indicative of what's going on with the Phillies. When you're watching this team, 
just to the past four days, there's just a couple of things that I've noticed. It's just the continuing trend throughout these games. I know everyone's on the bandwagon of firing Joe Girardi, and I completely get it. I think at this point, I don't see how firing can can hurt this team. Um, I think that just the way that Joe Girardi kind of manages this team as a whole, it just does not help this team. Um, and so I do think that this this management group needs to create some sort of a spark. And in sports, sometimes a firing of a manager slash coach can create that spark. But of course, the other question would be who would replace that replace the coach or, or the manager in this instance. So there are a lot of question marks. And is it the right move is definitely a question that we all need to ask ourselves. But I think at this point, I'm ready to say that firing Joe Girardi can't hurt this team. It's not helping this team, so it can't possibly hurt this team whatsoever. But watching this team, especially this is really what I noticed yesterday. So you're going up against your former manager and Gabe Kapler. And obviously Gabe's coming off of manager of the year last season, and he's obviously riding high, and and he's got the Giants rolling, guys. They're a formidable baseball team, and they're competing out in the NL West, which is the toughest division. Probably not entirely in baseball, but definitely in National League. That is the tougher of the three, and he's competing. And he's got these guys believing. He's getting the most out of these guys. But when I see him now with this team, with the Giants, and the difference between his time with the Phillies, the rosters, like noticing what the Giants have out there. And when I watch the Phillies play, it's always something when it comes to depth. Every loss, I can just point towards that. The Phillies are 3-10 and 10 with a game in the ninth that is determined by one run or less. Three and ten. That's an entire that to me is a stat that is more indicative of the entire team, not just the bats, not just the pitching, not just the manager. It is the entire team is the problem. And when you're losing these games to a bullpen pitcher like Edwin Diaz, who's striking out your side, one, two, three, or you get you got yourself a a, a ninth hole hitter. What's his Bum's name because Casali, the ninth hole hitter, is driving in runs to win games. And in which case, I think that was a homer yesterday. When you look at the Phillies, their ninth hitter is not doing that, which, you know, don't look at yesterday's hitter, but for the most part, who's been our ninth hitter? The Roman Quinns, the Oduel Herreras. Um, we've seen Camargo bat there, and we know what Camargo is as a bat. I mean, he's batting 250 right now, but I mean, He's get you get pretty cold, but regardless, you look at what the bullpen has been doing. Obviously, Corey Knable getting killed right now, and I'm going to tell you in a second why. Probably shouldn't get most of the killing. But this team, this baseball team, was built to out hit other teams. They built this team thinking that the bats were going to be good enough to hide what is the pitching, what hide what is the bat, the rest of the bat, the rotation or the the batting lineup. I should say. I'm sorry. Now, starting pitching hasn't been completely terrible. I mean, even Kyle Gibson all yesterday had a solid game where he goes six innings. You know, he allows three hits to earn and he gets four strikeouts. But uh, they, you know, Joe Girardi pulls him in a, in a situation where he probably shouldn't have. And I've seen that countless of times throughout this whole entire series and, and just the whole entire week or this whole entire season. What am I saying? But he threw 95 pitches yesterday. But um, again, when you have that bullpen the way it is, what does it matter if these guys are going over 100, 100 innings? And the way that Joe is managing these games, it's like he's thinking about the later months. But if we don't take care of these months right now, what do the later months actually mean? And so we get back to our talent gap discussion. 
And this team is definitely got its flaws in this roster building. And the Phillies, the, the front office's plan of building a team that can out hit the rest of the, the rest of the teams, it's not working. And and that and, and in theory, like that's one of my was my, one of my concerns heading into the year is what if the bats do get cold? What happens? Like, can they win those those low scoring grinded out type of games? And they've kind of proven to you that that they can. So it doesn't matter to me who the manager is. It could be Joe Girardi. It could be Gabe Kapler. It could be Joe Torre. You name it. Tony De La Russa. You name the best managers of all time. They're not going to. Get, they're not going to get much more out of this team. Now, I do think that there is more to this team. I don't like the attitude that these guys are kind of playing with, and then you can tell on a day-to-day basis. Guys aren't running it out. Guys um, aren't holding the same energy. You could you could tell by by those guys what their demeanor is, and and, and a lot of that has to do with the managing. So I think at this point with this team. In order to salvage something, you're going. I think you have to find a voice that can get more out of this team, bring some more excitement to this team, some more energy from to this team. And from every rumor and indication, the Phillies are going to be buyers come deadline time. But what's the point of a team that is ten games below 500 buying at the deadline? They're currently seven games below the 500 mark. So what is the point if they? want to go by in the deadline at the deadline time for what so to me that indicates that the this team if they're not going to continue if they're going to continue this form of play something is going to happen and i look at the way this team is constructed i'm sorry the way the way i look at this how this management group this management team, this coaching staff is constructed, this managing staff is constructed. I just, I don't feel comfortable if Joe Girardi leaves because you're not going to go and bring a manager off this, you know, like on off the free age market. No, you're going to go from within. And I don't know if that actually helps, but you know, someone definitely needs to look at this. I, I feel like the way the pit, the way this pitch situation has been handled could definitely be, can be much better. But right now, I mean, this I just don't have hope for this. I mean, it's a long season. I think we do need to remember that it is a long season. Anything could happen from now until September. But there has to be better play than this. There just flat out needs to be better play than this. Can they get this done? It is going to be it's going to be tougher than last year. And again, this division is not that good. I mean, Atlanta started, to, and again, you allowed Atlanta to get to get some get some fire going. And I don't think the team is as good as what it, the, the, the standings indicate. I don't think that they're 11, uh, 11 games out of the Phillies better. I do think that the Mets hold some sort of, uh, as the kids say, rent in the heads and the minds of the Phillies as as we got buses going by. Is, you know, I think I think school's still in, guys. Um, but what is the season series now? Like it, it has to be like twenty and three at this point going up against the, the Mets. But so it was a second sweep of the season to the New York Mets. And the way you kind of lost these games. Like Friday night, I was watching that game. And I was hanging out with family. You know, Memorial Day weekend. Trying to take it easy. You know, I, I, having a beer or two. 
Everyone's in the living room. I got the TV going on in the kitchen. I'm going back and forth. I'm going crazy. I'm losing my mind. And the Mets are going up five nothing, six. They go up three nothing in the first game. And then you're wondering to yourself, like, why is Bailey Falter even in this game to start? Why are you giving Eflin an extra day of rest? Why? Why are you managing like this is a team that is a shortcut fire to make the playoffs when they are currently, I guess at that point, what they were 21 and 24. Where's the aggression, Joe? Where's the where is the manager that won the World Series a decade ago? That's probably our fault. And it's kind of, you know, it's it's same reason why. Maybe Doc Rivers hasn't been so successful. Maybe the game has fallen by Joe Girardi. Maybe he has gotten softer. Maybe he is relying on the laurels of him being one of the best managers in the late 2000s and the early 2010s. It's kind of what it feels like with Doc, right? Doc, you know, you know, Doc still holds that NBA finals to high regard. That's probably why he's so stubborn. That's probably why he's so snarky. You know, you hear when he makes a comment that, would you ask Pop that question? That's kind of where that lands back to because he feels that his resume is and what he's done in this league holds true. Now, Joe hasn't been as stubborn. Joe hasn't been, I guess, if you think about the way he's handled the pitching staff, maybe, yeah, he's been a little bit stubborn, but he hasn't been as um, as a, as combative with the media as Doc Rivers has. And, dude, if you watch Joe and Jim Salisbury after these games, <sighs> Yikes. No, man. If Joe's going to fix this team right now, I I really don't see how it can because when you look at this team, like I my, my worry with this baseball team is if they get to a point like the Flyers, like you guys remember how the Flyers went and they started losing bodies and and eventually they get into that 10-game losing streak. They fire Alain Vigneault and it, it just continue was a domino effect to how these guys continue falling. And that's my worry with the Phillies. Right now they're 21 and 28. And they they still have a tough road ahead of them. I mean, obviously this 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 um series with the San Francisco Giants, they're having uh for two more games. And then after that, you got the Los Angeles Angels, who, I mean, Mike Trout's going to be back into town, which should be a lot of fun for a three-game set. Then you got the Brewers, and that's for the next week. The last game against the Brewers is going to be next Thursday. That's a tough That's a tough schedule. And this first half of the season has been against a lot of tough teams. And you're seeing what's going on, a 21-28 and 28 baseball team after Memorial Day. But I do think that once they start getting after that, you know, after that part of the schedule, you then you got the Diamondbacks, you got the Marlins, you got the Nationals, you got a couple of series like that. So the real question is going to be, can they scrounge through 500 and then take over once they hit the Diamondback series? And I obviously, as a Phillies fan, and we've lived through horrors with this team over the past couple of years, the one thing that we're all thinking as Phillies fans is what's going to happen then this time around when you go up against the likes of the Diamondbacks or the Marlins or the Nationals? We've seen before this team has played down to opponents like that. We've lost a series. I think we got swept to the Diamondbacks last year in Arizona. So anything is possible. We already know the horrors against the Miami Marlins. So anything is possible. But clearly this team can it, it cannot outlast some of these good teams. We haven't won a series since the Dodger series in L.A., that weekend series, that four-game set, 
We haven't won, we haven't won a series since then. It's been it's been a while, guys. It has been a while. The struggles at home are terrible as well. Eesh. And and the pitching, the, the what are we going to do with the bullpen? How many times are you going to bring people up, put people, put people down? And then for Joe Girardi, like how long are you going to continue babysitting these and, and putting a leash on these pitchers? You know, not being able to put Sir Anthony Dominguez in a game yesterday when he got 10 innings. Like, why? In a, in a crucial game. It's a close game. Now, I will say that I think that yesterday you could have gotten some more runs. Like, you got three solo shot home runs. That, ladies and gentlemen, solo shot home runs in general are not sustainable for winning. Especially in this day and age of baseball. This isn't a steroid era. You can't just win with, with a total muscle and getting home runs every single game. No, you need to have more to that to that arsenal. You need to be able to win those games where you just need to grind out a couple runs, a pitching duel. When you're when you have when you're getting hits and you're not converting runs, you got to be able to convert those runs as well. So here, here so I'll, I'll 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 put it like this: I will give Joe until let's see, I will give Joe. Until June 18th. So at that point, June 18th, you'd have played this tough schedule that I just mentioned. The two more against the Giants, the Angel Series, the Brewer Series, the Series against the Diamondbacks, Series against the Marlins, and the Series against the Nationals. If this team is not over 500 by then, at that point, you got to cut him. You got to cut Joe. I'm going to give I'm giving him some leeway. I know fans want to get rid of him right now. I'm giving him some leeway. I'm giving him until June 18th. He's got 19 days to figure this out. I mean, he's had more than 19 days to figure this out. If you're thinking about this, it's the beginning of the season. If at that point we don't figure it out, this front office needs to part ways. I still think that there are, is talent with this team. And although the style of play is not sustainable for winning, it should be much better than seven games below 500. That's for sure. The, with the talent with this team, they should be a 500 baseball team. They should be floating through the wild card spots. Because obviously, like I mentioned, this team does not have a lot of depth. It is not the most intelligent baseball team, I guess. I guess the proper word I'm I'm looking for. But there is still talent. And most of the time, talent will have you competitive. But this is not competition. You're allowing good teams to take advantage of you. That's what happened yesterday. That's what happened. What's been going on with the Mets series? What's been going on with the Dodgers? I know we won one series against them. But the other series, the Padres series, the Padres series, now that one's that is prototypical. Like you had, you got one win. All right, so one out of three. But those other two games, you got no hits, no hits in that. I'm sorry, no runs. I'm sorry, you got no runs in those games. You got some hits, but you got no runs in that series. And in a team that likes to grit and grind those wins out, you cannot advance runners. That's definitely going to be tough here. Well, we were, we've been talking about Doc Rivers. We've been talking about the, the NBA, and 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 obviously we always bring that back to our Sixers. And look, you know, first off, I want to say congratulations to the Warriors and to the Celtics. Very well deserved. And and obviously, you guys know me. I'm when I look at the playoffs and when my teams aren't there, what does my team or teams need to do? No, just team one league, guys. All right, that's what I meant. Teams isn't like and my my hockey team, my basketball team. Let's re, let's reiterate that. But what does my team need to do to get to those spots? So when I look at both of these teams, the Celtics and the Warriors, they 
to me, have built very similarly. They had a core, right? For Golden State, we we know that core. It's been Draymond, it's been Clay, it's been Steph. And for Boston, it's been Jalen, it's been Jason Tatum, I guess Mark Smart, you put in that. I, I, regardless, they've been able to build around those teams perfectly, just perfectly. But not any, not not only with the roster construction and the way they, but it's the way they constructed, in my opinion. Both of these teams invested in the youth, invested in the young players, continuously, despite the winning. And Boston and Golden State have always been consistently good over the past decade. But they've also had a hand in the draft constantly, constantly. Even though they're winning, they're finding ways to get back into the lottery. And you've seen some of the draft picks that the Warriors have had and then the Boston Celtics have had as well over the past couple of years. And then when they find these kids and find what fits for their basketball teams, they continue to develop them and give them minutes. And when I look at the Sixers, like, I don't, that's not, it's, we can't do that. You know why? Because we have a coach who just does not believe in young kids and is too stubborn to. But my question is, Daryl Morey realize that. It's, a, it's like the same thing that like I banged my head on with Howie Roseman and the Eagles. Like, How have you not watched the NFL, not realized how the linebacker position has become so important? You're so good at deter- and realizing that football will never change. This game will always start from the line of scrimmage and out. But you saw the emergence of how linebackers improved, and yet you did not invest whatsoever in linebacking play. And the same thing goes for the Sixers. How do you not realize... That young players and continue developing young players, that's how you find those role players. And yet, I, I just don't believe this team to ever, ever want to change that. I don't think that Paul Reed was the savior of the playoffs, but like some of these fans did. But like what I will say is clearly Paul Reed gave you more than what DeAndre Jordan or Paul Millsap was going to give you. But what if we would have given him those minutes at the end of the season? Obviously, it didn't matter. We had the number one seed, and you made it clear as well. We got the four seed. So why not just put those players out there? We know that Joel Embiid's the best player out on the court, but we also know that this is a team sport. Look at these final four teams. Look at the final two teams. They were the, the deeper teams are advancing in the playoffs. Now, that Boston-Milwaukee series could have gone either way, but Miami, a deep team. Golden State, a deep team. Dallas got a little bit deeper but obviously you saw against the golden state warriors they were not deep enough so how are you going to build this step as we continue to look at the way the Sixers are going to reconstructure this roster going into next year and i continuously tell you guys you got to be able to build a deep team you need role play we don't need no more superstars a third superstar a big three like what bosh wade and and, and, and lebron did back in the 2010s like Yes, we saw that that's important, but even those teams were deep, had good role players. Your Birdmans, your Ray Allens, your Mario Chalmers. I think Udonis Haslam gave him something at that point in his career. But again, like, how are we going to build those, those key role players? Doc's here. Doc's not going anywhere. As much as you hate it, I hate it. He's not going anywhere. But can he change his ways somehow? I, I really don't think he can. We got so lucky with Tyrese Maxey. And yet, he still did not even want to play him in his rookie year. Like, how many, the fact that Tyrese Maxey in a game seven situation where the game plan was simple in the late minutes was to try to force Ben Simmons to essentially mess up and 
fuck up. You gave Tyrese Maxey nine minutes. Like, you take the wrong gamble stock. Gamble on some of these young kids. And if Isaiah Joe or Paul Reed or Charles Bassey isn't the answer, okay, but at least you got the sample size to make that determination. I, I don't I don't know what else to expect from, from Mr. Dockers, man. Hey, hey, I like that. What's up, trending in the AM? What's happening, guys? Appreciate you guys are checking out trending in the AM. Great stuff. Your morning show over on DSM Media. Definitely check them out. Appreciate you trending the AM. Philly Eve, you down with LBP. You, you know me. I like that. I like that. Keep that going. Keep that going. I like that. What's going on, guys? What's happening, guys? Guys, we're, we're it's we're this discussion's open for anything. You know, you guys want to talk NBA finals. You guys want to talk about NHL or Stanley Cup conference finals. You guys want to talk. I mean, there's not much going on with the NFL land. Um, don't ask me about USFL. I have not watched a single game of USFL. Uh, but of course we have uh the MLS play. We got any MLS fans, any soccer fans out there. We got that underway. Uh who's gonna be the next coach of the Flyers? That's a good question. I really it's so tough. I really don't have a favorite. Like typically with these coaching hirings, like I have like all right, I, this is one guy I would definitely love. Um, like with the Eagles, I definitely wanted Brian Dabble. I I I, I saw what he did with uh in Alabama, I saw what he did with the Bills and I always do put a lot of stock into the quarterback position, even though the position you're kind of seeing going through a different change, but being able to develop Jalen Hurts, someone that Dabble was familiar with, I thought that would have been great. And that's like one one candidate I would have absolutely loved. With the Flyers, I don't have one that I really do love. I think right now, I, I think I like Jim Montgomery more so because he kind of fits what you do need. He, he's had some success. Obviously, the substance abuse is definitely something of concern. Obviously, you know, we want to respect and, and, and show our um, our human decency that, you know, he did go through and it's not easy battling addiction. But you do have that concern. Like, what if you do have that? It's like, what if it does happen again? But he is someone who develops youth. Even right now with the St. Louis Blues, you know, they've had some sort of a resurgence. Like, I did feel like they were going back down after winning that World, uh, Stanley Cup a couple of seasons ago. But, dude, they went up against a really good Colorado Avalanche team. And if you ask me, Colorado had more talent than what, what St. Louis had. And yet we're battling it out. And I do put some stock into the fact that Jim Montgomery was on that coaching staff. Um, so I, I do like to the fact that um, he's got that experience. And I think that he it fits both the narratives that we're looking for. I think his style of hockey fits what the Flyers need to do as they continue to, you know, build up this defensive core, defensive pairings as well. So I think right now my favorite is Jim Montgomery, but I'm not in love with Jim. I think that John Tortorella brings something to the table. I think that Barry Trotz obviously brings a lot to the table. And I know a lot, a lot of Flyers fans love Barry Trotz and want him to be their top option. Uh, but I, there's question marks all of them, like Barry Trotz. Like, how's he going to integrate the young kids? And John Tortorella, um, is he going to is he going to be too brash and piss off people? I mean, his style of play is something this team needs. Like, this team definitely needs some sort of accountability involved with this team. But the old school method, you have to have a heavy balance of it. I do think that sternness still works in this day and age, but you can't be a fucking asshole. You just cannot be. You have to do things with a reason, right? And so I, I, I'm curious how, if Torts would be able to fit that. Um, I love Tocket, and I do think that Tocket will be good. I, I think that he, 
if he gets another opportunity with a better situation than what was Phoenix, I do think that he can win in this league. I really do believe in Taka. I just don't think that he fits what we need, and I don't think that he fits what he needs. I think he needs a better situation than what the Flyers could uh, could give him. And so I would love to see Taka here, but I just don't think that that would work. And I really don't see anything else that would work here for the Flyers. Not There's some good candidates. There's nothing great. Peter DeBoer, I thought that's someone that the Flyers should bring in an interview, and they have yet to do that either. So we have, we definitely have some question marks, and we'll see uh, what comes about the um, the coaching search. But we need to figure this out as soon as possible. Obviously, Johnny Goudreau is now his season's over with the Calgary Flames as they got eliminated uh, by the Edmonton Oilers. A series that was as well. Um, but you know, I, I, you guys know me, and I think that everyone in Flyers Asia can agree. Like, we want Johnny Hockey, and why can't we get Johnny Hockey? He's gonna he's gonna require a heavy payday, but there is some talent here with Philly, and there's some there's a lot of potential. I know that potential is not a a great word to use in sports because you know potential. What is it? It's nothing. It's 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 hypotheticals, and hypotheticals don't win you championships. But there, are, like guys like Joel Farabee. I thought Morgan Frost got a lot more play, and I think that that is beneficial for him. I, I know that him and Joel were kind of in the same trajectory, and obviously Joel has surpassed him. Joel's, I, in my honesty, we talked about it before. I think Joel's put he's put himself in a position where why not him for captaincy? I, I I'm sure it's going to be it's going to be given to Coots, but I I do have to we do have to ask the question like why not Joel? Like Joel showed me last year, he was the one guy that was battling night in and night out despite what was out on the ice for the rest of the team, especially when Claude was gone, he really stepped up. And so I really, you really do raise that question. I love Owen Tippin. You guys know that. I think that he has a lot to provide. Um, I, t- I saw some good stuff from Noah Cates. Uh, I think that he could be a great big body winger out there. And I, and I definitely enjoyed watching him play. Um, oh, what's his name? Bobby Brink. Was it really cool seeing him out there? I do think that he might be a season or two away as well, but you do have some young kids, and then of course you also still have Kevin Hazy here, Sean Couturier. Um, what's a? I saw a lot of people, you know, looking to put Travis Connecting to trade trademark and trade block, and that's gonna be a tough one. It's gonna be a tough one to kind of sell to uh, to the uh, to a lot of teams. He's been on a down down decline, but I think that TK on a on a play on a championship caliber team, I think that TK can be a good third line winger. And I think that he would flourish in that type of role. I do think that if you put TK in the right right position, I do think that he can be beneficial. But to be a leader, to be a top guy, he hasn't really fulfilled that role here in Phil. That's been the problem. I like his style of play. I just don't know if we're the team for him. You know what I mean? So we'll see. And, of course, you do have Carter Hart. And that when you have a goaltender in, in, in hockey, it definitely helps a lot as well. But last but not least before we head out here, and of course, guys, if you guys want to discuss anything, that, um, how do you feel about the Phils if they get rid of your boy Joe? Um, yeah, we we just discussed the Philly Eve, and I, I still think that I I gave Joe until June 18th. I gave Joe about 19 days to kind of figure this out and get these guys in back on winning ways. But I think that the roster doesn't help, and I don't think that he's making it better. I don't think that his decisions help a roster that is definitely flawed, and I think that this team is definitely not deep as what we probably should probably anticipated. But I think that a new voice can possibly get more of him. I do think that this roster should be doing more than 21 and 28. So 
We'll have to wait and see, but I think that Joe's got 19 days here to figure it out. If not, we're going to have to find a new voice that can do it. The Phillies want to be buyers at the deadline. There's no point of being a buyer if you're not winning and you're not in a position to win either. What's up, Connor? What's going on, man? I do not live in Brigantine. I do not. No, my girlfriend's parent bring and I spend a lot of um, a lot of days off weekends down the Brigantine, and I absolutely love it. Highly recommend it. If you guys are looking for a new beach to go to, check out Brigantine. They do have some walk-on beaches. I do partake in the drive-on beach. Uh, we have the jetty. We have the cove. And just really convenient. Just drive on your 4x4. Pull up. It's like tailgate season. Got the grill. Got the tent. Got the cooler. Got the water right there. Bring your football. Bring your soccer. Boss, some kids playing soccer on the beach this weekend. I thought that was really great to see. You guys know me. Big soccer advocate here, man. Um, Philly Eve, can we give them 19 days if we do would be by far out of the race? Charlie is uh, about to be the intern again. It's interesting you mentioned that, uh, Eve. I think that if the Phillies, I, I think that the if if after night after that 18th game and they are not over 500 in that mark, then I definitely think that he will be gone. I also was thinking like I, I know Pete McCannon. Who was a clubhouse favorite for a moment before Gabe Kepler? If I'm not mistaken, he was still in the organization in some capacity. I have to double check again. But I wouldn't be opposed to a Pete McCannon in here because Pete was someone that demanded respect. And it wasn't because he was hollering at guys. He connected with his players and he got the most out of some teams that were not good. All right. Not good at all. So. I wouldn't mind something like that. I think that Charlie Manuel's days as a manager are completely over. You might, you know, we saw him as a hitting coach at the end of last year, which was kind of funny to see. You know, Joe Girardi did beat Charlie Manuel in 09. But yeah, I do think that um I, I do think that the intern should should be someone like Pete McCann. I'm curious to see what uh what he, uh what, what he's up to. Um Connor, damn nice. I'm on the jetty and yeah, no, I'm yeah. Okay, that's what's up, Connor. That's what's up, man. Yeah, dude, the Jetty's nice. I'm not a big Cove guy. A lot of people do like the Cove. Um, I guess maybe because I'm, I'm not that crazy of a party. Every time I'm, I'm on the Cove, I just feel like I'm, out, I'm on spring break, if you know what I mean. Which, you know, kudos to you. You're young enough to put up, you know, obviously. I like to chill. I like to chill, relax back, listen to some music, have a little beer, cold beer in my hand, get into the water when I want. It was a cold one on Saturday. Um, and, and you just can't really do that. You have more space on the Jetty side, whereas the Cove, you're literally right on the water and you you know, I see people throw their floaties out there um, and little those little what do you call those? Those it, it's a floatable and you can like lay in it. You can have a drink. It's like a little a little cabana on, on the ocean. It's really cool. But it's definitely dope, man. Yeah, Connor, I, I, you know, I always let it I let it be known when I'm out in Brigantine. If you ever see me on Brigantine, don't hesitate to say hello, man. I love seeing you guys all out there, man. Um, all right. So last but not least, I wanted to bring up the Philadelphia Union. Um, so we're currently right now in international break. So that means that we won't have the Union for a minute. I think the next game will be the 26th, if I am not, or the 18th against NYCFC, of course. Philadelphia Union. All right, so we don't literally, guys, I'm not even kidding. We have two matches this month. After seven matches in the month of May, you got two matches, or I'm sorry. So technically, you got three. So our next match is not against NYCFC. Our next match will be against Cincinnati on the 19th. So you're going to have about two-week break. 
uh, maybe three on that one. And then you got NYCFC the following week on June 16th. And then the end of the month, you got just you get to see your old friend Casper uh, Shabilko on the 30th of June. So you got three matches in the month of June. So that's a little bit of a of a of a de-stress as the Union had seven matches in May. So it's much better there. But they finished with a draw heading into international break last Saturday. I'm um, sorry, last Sunday. No, that's that was Saturday. It was a Saturday match. I don't know why it says Sunday here. Um, 7.30 kickoff. But look, I will say New England looked like the better team through the full 90 minutes, but that is kind of what, you know, New England's still a good team. They're still trying to find their rhythm. They start off a little bit slow as well to start off their season, um, but they're starting to find their their ground, and they were attacking. It's a team that likes to play with possession. They got a lot of chances as well, um, but they weren't able to capitalize on much of it. But the Union... All they needed was a goal from Mikael Ua, and thank you to Omar Omar uh, Gonzalez uh, for giving us that win. He get, had a bad turnover uh, in the final third of New England, and Mikael Ua was at the right place at the right time, just one touch, and it was good seeing Mikael Ua out there, and you guys again seeing the quality that is Mikael Ua, and that was a great win. Uh, as I'm sorry, a great draw. It feels like a win. It definitely felt like a win for the Union because I will say the, the, the Ravs looked like the better team. Um, there was some sloppy play with the back line. I'll say that, but I felt like Glesnes, man, he was a rock out there. Not much was getting by Jakob Glesnes, and he really had a lot of big plays there. But no, I mean, you, I, I just, for me, when I look at this team, I just need to see this team at a hundred percent, and I need to see Karansa Ua Gazdag together for us for us a, 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 a run of play, or I'm sorry, a run of matches. And once until that happens, I really can't give a full judgment. This team is still good. And that's the thing. Like they're still um, at the moment in second place of the East, you know, NYCFC battling it out too. Um, they finally found their uh, run of form as well. I don't know how long that's going to last because obviously Tati uh, Castellanos has been heavily linked to the Premier League as the um, transfer window, I believe, opens up next week for the world. So, I, you're hearing a lot of rumors with West Ham and Tati, but I do think that he will be heading over to the Premier League at some point. And at that point, NYCFC is going to have to find a way to replace him. But you know, they had a big win in U.S. Open Cup, and they ha- they came back with a win in MLS play. So they are in first place, and that's completely fine. I, I've told you guys I don't want first place. I want to be able to um, go into the playoffs without a lot of pressure. So that's definitely fine for me. What's up, Jason? We see you here, man. Appreciate you coming in, brother. Um, so we'll see what happens. But um, I do have to hop off, guys. We have we have to get back to work. But um, tonight, guys, if you guys are watching the Phillies and want to come after and talk, definitely uh, come on over for the Phillies game recap. We'll be back into our regular schedule of play uh, or content. And a reminder, guys, mental health is is a serious thing. And if you guys are someone out there going through it, definitely our our channels are open for you guys. There is a community here. There are people here for you as well. Um, so big big thank you, guys. Uh, for hearing me out and uh, being um, being there for others as well, guys. So I do I do appreciate that. So I will see you guys again tonight. Thank you so much for hanging out in Away Philly Sports. You guys have a great as always. Let's go Philly Sports. Love you guys.